0: This is Changing Channels with Larry Walsh, the Channelnomics podcast that connects you with Channel Chiefs, thought leaders, and executives about what it takes to get the next generation of tech to market. Here's your host, Larry Walsh, the CEO and Chief Analyst of Channelnomics. Hey,
1: everyone. Thanks for joining us again. I'm Larry Walsh, Channelnomics. Um, Here's a surprising fact, is the average Channel Chief changes jobs somewhere between every 18 to 36 months. Uh, You know, it's an amazing phenomenon within our particular industry because it it seems like channel chiefs are constantly starting over. Maybe their favorite song is by John Lennon. Who knows? But you know, starting over is more than just what most people perceive as being, you know, just go showing up for the new job. you ha- It's not just showing up and finding out where your desk is and knowing where to get your coffee and making sure you know how to get to the bathroom. There's a whole different set of protocols for channel chiefs. And starting over means something for different, different jobs and different roles. And somebody who has done this several times is our old friend, Lori Cormesser. So she's joining us now. The new worldwide uh, vice president of channel sales at Cycognito in a really interesting company. So, Lori, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you, Larry. I'm just delighted to be here.
1: Well, we're great. it's always good to have you. So, Cycognito, before we get into this, let's just ask, you know, this is a, a different kind of security company. So, why don't we just start by, tell us a little bit about it
2: yeah cyber security actually and um just doing some really interesting things in this space our ceo was a former israeli intelligence so they know this stuff really really well and um i tell you they they are doing a lot uh in solving real customer problems um and every time they do a pitch to a cio every time we do a partner pitch they just want to know more about those vulnerabilities and attack surfaces. So it's just very innovative company, very very disruptive technology, and just very very good humans. So I'm just delighted to be part of that team. Yeah,
1: you know, there's something that something about uh, the Israeli military and in, Israeli intelligence that just produces like cybersecurity super people. Yes, I mean, it really, absolutely, they, truly extraordinary. So you, this is your career, though, and they, they, you know you are emblematic of this phenomenon, you know, it's, it's something that happens all the time. People change jobs, but what is it like for you? I mean, you've been a channel chief several times over. What's it like for you to step in, to take over the role of a channel chief in a new company?
2: You know, I was uh, having a conversation with a friend of mine recently and I said, it's like moving You know, we don't like to move, right? Moving houses. You've got to pack up boxes. You've got to label them. You've got to arrange the moving truck. You've got to make sure that the boxes actually arrive. You know, which ones do you want to take? Which ones don't you want to take? Which now go in the, you know, the throwout bin, right, that you're not going to take to the new company. So it really is a lot of just, um, you know, I, I always look for companies that are innovative in their space, that or doing something that have a deliberate dependence on channel. And so it's a lot of, but it is a lot like moving, right? We don't necessarily like to do it, but when we get there, man, we're, we're good. We're unpacking the boxes. We feel good. We know where, you know, we put the dishes in the right place now and all those kinds of things. So it is, it is, but it is uh, once you kind of get there and kind of get settled, um, you know, it feels better for sure.
1: I, I like the analogy. I mean, it, you're right because it is, you know, there's always that great movie scene, right. Of, you know, somebody and not to say it like this, but somebody getting fired or somebody starting a new job, they come in with a single box, you know, with their photos and their plant yep. and, it, and it's, and it somehow it all fits in the one box. Right. <laughs>
2: right. Exactly. Right. As
1: if that's ever real, <laughs> but that's right. You know, what's the starting point though? I mean, you, you said it, you're unpacking the box. Mm-hmm. Well, what does unpacking the box mean on mm-hmm. day one?
2: Yeah. So here's what I would say. You know, listen, I always respect the work that comes before me. Um, that's first and foremost, because a lot of the people that are in the company made decisions that were that were good for at that moment. Um, and you've got to continue to rely on these people and evolve. They've got to come along with you on this journey. So when I say respect the work that comes before you, it's not in a way that you're not willing to make a change or have a point of view, but be mindful of the fact that there was a lot of work and thought that kind of went into something. So things that seem sort of fundamental for. For me, in terms of those things, I still have to respect the fact that they made the decisions that they made because it just seemed like the right thing at that time. Um, You know, where I always start is kind of the blueprint. Again, you know, kind of going back to this, this analogy of kind of the moving boxes. I have a blueprint that I have. There are certain things that I'm looking for by way of, you know, culture of the company, by way of program, by way of enablement, by way of marketing. Um, you know, by way of all those tools and and different pieces. And it's like a little bit of, of, you know, pieces of the puzzle. And now you're trying to say, what pieces do we have? And where do they fit? Because now we're going to create a new picture. So um, it really is sort of just taking inventory, if you will, of kind of the current state of what you, you know, kind of begin with the end in mind. What picture do you want to create? And what pieces do we have? And which ones are missing?
1: Yeah. So Lori, what was your first channel chief job?
2: My first channel chief job when I left Juniper Networks was uh, with Ixia, a company called Ixia, test and measurement, which you know very well.
1: Yeah. So what's it like? What, how did that blueprint and that checklist change from the time you went from Juniper to Ixia to where you went from Infoblox to Psycognito?
2: Yeah, so, and, and here's the thing, Larry, um, every company that I leave and sort of start, there are certain things that I learn. I feel like I get stronger and bolder in just who I am as a channel chief, um, my confidence in that, um, and a lot of those things. And so, you know, my role at Ixia was coming in as their their first channel anything. And so you know, I was the smartest person in the room for a couple of years, and I was able to kind of build from the ground up in terms of program, in terms of people, and really show them what that was all about. Um, And there were a lot of good pieces that I took to Infoblox who already had a channel and had a deliberate dependence on channel, but man, we just had phenomenal success at Infoblox. So the pieces that I leveraged into that, but each time I learned something different about the relationships that I need to have and at what levels in the company, um, you know, related to that. And so every time I feel like I get stronger, there's some things that I don't want to take. And there's some things that I do want to take each time.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the more unenvious parts of your job, and this is the job of you and all of your peers, is I... Like being a, a, a you know student of military history, I always say, you know, you're fighting a war in two fronts uh, and that you have to, you have to sell or you have to build and maintain relationships with your partners and you have to build and maintain and balance the, the, the pressures or balance the necessities with your own management, your own company. Yep. That's right. You know, so how does that play into this? Because I, I find this to be a... Um, you know as you're describing it each company being different is that when you're taking over one of these jobs you know where do you start do you start by building the relationships or you start by selling
2: yeah both um and here's what happens i look for ways that i can create immediate impact and value um and you know there you know one of these things that I'll, I'll tell you as i'm maturing in life you know a very smart person said to me once that you know, people choose the company or the person. Um, and I remember that kind of stuck with me. I don't know if you remember, you know, who that smart person was that said that.
1: Uh, but, you know, uh, I, 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 <laughs> for, I forget more than I remember.
2: But you, yeah, you actually said that to me years ago and reminded me of that. And oh. the and I am always every move I make. I'm always just so honored um and just so amazed about the partners that reach out to me my industry people that reach out to me just in terms of just understanding where i am and why i've made that move and it's interesting enough i've earned enough credibility in this space and in this market that they will give it a try they'll give it a listen and so you know part of when i come in and think about the things i want to do the first thing i'm not doing is Changing programs and discounts and all those kinds of things. I think that's the worst move that channel chiefs could make. You know, partners have enough that they're trying to understand. That's probably the last place you want to start. But I'm looking at ways that I can optimize uh, for partners. And the way that I do that is I listen. You know, my dad used to say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So um, I stay very curious. I've been interviewing my internal teams. I've been interviewing my partners about what's working and what's not. And the reality is somewhere in between that. But the immediate impact that I can bring is the relationships that I have, um, the knowledge that I have on what best in class looks like. So I show them that picture. Here's what best in class looks like. This is our three-year plan begin with the end in mind, and here are the phases that we're going to take to support the growth of the company.
1: Now, I, I like what you said there about, you know, here's the three-year plan or a three-year vision. Mm-hmm. The average channel chief doesn't last that long. That's right. So how, what's the significance of being, of projecting that far out?
2: Yeah, because, you know, here's the thing, even though the average channel chief doesn't exist that long, you've got to be able to create that blueprint and that story um, because that's going to fuel the investments. That's going to fuel the focus. And internally, they've got to be aligned to here's how you're contributing to growth. Here's how you're creating to channel lift. You know, I'm big on channel lift. I want to be in places that my sales teams are not how can I start to guide my partners in those ways? Um, And so even though I may not be there to kind of see that through, that was a true uh, testament, you know, with Infoblox, we kind of had that three-year plan and we kind of got through that vision, but now they're kind of on a journey to a next path um, and they're gonna see that through. And the next person that comes in has a lot that they can leverage from that. Um, And by the way, we're a small community. Um, and so we share ideas and knowledge and I had a lot of channel chiefs reach out about previous roles or things that they were stepping into that I might know about. Right. And so it's about kind of forging, not only what's best for, you know, the company and for how you're selling the story, but also for the channel chief that comes in next. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You Something you said about respecting what's there. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, And again, I appreciate that notion, but I often see two things that happen is that there is either a need for change or there is a perception that you have to change. Right. Right. You you know, that you have to make your mark. And in fact, you know, I've had many channel chiefs say to me that uh, I have to, I have to put my stamp on this. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance this? I mean, where's, where's the, you know, how, what's the determination from your perspective of where do you, you know, where do you make those decisions about what to change, if to change? It, it's not, this is not a job where you get hired to and come in, you sit down and you just start doing work that's already been in progress. It's not uh, assembly line work. Right. So how do you initiate that in your own mind and then translate it out to the rest of your the rest of your organization?
2: Yeah. So so I focus on the short term wins um, where so the assessment that I've started to take is do we have right partners in the right places and doing right things? We're going to get to tools and process and methodologies. Yes, you can always fine tune the deal registration process. You can always make that better and send that out. Who wants to see that the first you know, month that you kind of come in that I'm you know, I'm tightening up policy? But I look at ways to do things where it's going to be impactful to our revenue And to our partners, anything that's going to kind of benefit that. So what we've been sort of doing is looking at where do we have gaps in coverage or capability with partners? And now I'm leveraging my relationships with partners in those ways. Right. So now we're starting to create some real impact with getting those things in place. Yes, I will get to the tools that we need to better I'll get to enablement and we're starting to create some new videos and kind of update those things. Yes, we want to add specializations to the program without a doubt. Yes, there's more work we can do on telling our stories and bigger, bolder stories. But again, I focus on taking inventory of everything and really, really making a decision about does this help me penetrate the market differently? Does this help me you know, come across to, you know, how am I stopping my competition and who are the partners and people that I need to kind of get engaged to either tell bigger stories, to tell different stories, um, and start to create that momentum. So I focus on short-term wins that are revenue impacting first.
1: Yeah. Does the short, you know, okay, here's, here's a loaded question for you. Okay. Yeah. Because look, everybody wants to have that win everybody wants to show that they're having an impact right but can the short term wins is there a danger that the short term wins can can then not you know remove the justification for the long term imperatives that you have to get done meaning that that somebody somebody along the way can look and say oh look they're doing fine just what they're doing right now we don't have to do the big things
2: no yeah and so this is where I am maniacally focused on doing a few things really well. Um, And I always pick three because, you know, it was easy for me to tell my kids three things, right? So um, here are the three things that we're going to focus on for the next quarter. Um, And now, you know, sure, uh, marketplaces are interesting, without a doubt. But if I start doing that, I have to stop doing one of these three things. So help me prioritize You know those three things right so get buy-in from your leaders about those three things agreement that those things are going to create impact and yes there's a lot of interesting things that i have on the list but if i i'm a big believer in keeping it focused and so if we start to look at new things you know like a plate spinner you know there's only so many plates that you can spin with so many people so but again it goes back to having that three-year vision because in that three-year vision you showed them what best in class looks like how you scale that what the needs are to kind of get to each of those things in terms of capacity of partners in terms of cams on the street in terms of you know, all of the things that are required to evolve. So if I start doing this ahead of that schedule, what am I going to stop doing? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Laura, who's who's the first person you want to talk with on your first day?
2: So on my first day, um, I talked to, well, before I took the job, I probably talked to a lot of people, but On my first day, I had a call with my, uh, there's one person in channel here who has been propping all this stuff up. And that's who I talked to about, you know, what's sort of happening um, and, uh, you know, just getting a lay of the land Um, because the, you know, the frontline people, the people that kind of live and breathe this every day. Um, have a different perspective than my CEO or my SVP of sales or my head of marketing, right? I want to talk to the people that live and breathe this, that wake up and engage with partners to get a true sense of what they're seeing. And then it also helps me then validate some of the other things that I'm hearing or not hearing.
1: Yeah. You know, the first person I always seek out? Who? Executive assistants. That's probably good. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> no, no, seriously. True. I, it, it, true story. I was at a meeting, at, yeah. you know, meeting, meeting with the channel chief. Uh, let's just say the meeting did not go well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so as I'm, you know, being, you know, escorted out of the building, his assistant's walking me out and I said, oh, by the way, can I have your card? And she's like, oh, you need, you need his card? I said, no, I need your card. Ooh. And she was dumbfounded. and I said, look, I know you run the company. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Right
2: so on. yeah, those, yeah I mean, without a doubt, they have the eyes and ears of everything, right? Yeah. I mean, I always, and it's so funny because when I start anywhere, my two, the three favorite people within the company outside of my own team and my leadership team are always the IT person who, you know, let me buy you cookies because you're, I'm going to need help. And it's yeah. always somebody, somebody in finance, because I know they're going to be paying my check. So I just want to make sure they have my right address. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's, there is um, there's. I often hear the channel chiefs uh, start this process by they say they're going to go on a listening tour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you know they have to go out and talk to the partners, and I think you know, which is kind of interesting, you know, since we don't have that. That ability to actually go and touch partners today—we're uh, getting it back slowly, but it's—but we, we still they want to go out and hear. What what do you listen for? What is it that what is that 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 first contact with partners like?
2: You know, I'm always just excited to tell partners why, and they're always interested about why I made the move. Um, you know, what are you most excited about? And I tell you, um, you know, we had a few calls last week with major, you know, resellers in the market that I have relationships with. And um, it was interesting because as they were asking, they, I was ready to sell to them and they were ready to kind of sell to me, but they were more interested in why I made the move um, and listening to why I made that move. You know, and they're looking for innovation, they're looking for, but they knew that Psychognita was very serious about channel because they hired somebody with my skill set. And as they said, you know, the reputation in the market, what I listen for, partners will always sort of give you what's working and what's not. Um, and give you some sense of what you can do better, but you know you all you always have to kind of be careful of where you get your advice, also, right? I mean that's also really really important, right? Um, I had a lady the other day. I was at the gas station, and she's a random lady was like giving me some advice on Bitcoin, and I thought, well. <laughs> You know like oh okay i don't know you but you're giving me bitcoin advice and it was just sort of random so that is only just that's you know to say you you also have to be careful of where you're seeking that right you have trusted advisors and partners that you look out to you know out for that are going to give you um great advice because you've built that trust and reputation with them that that you're going to seek that and they're going to seek that from you. And now we have an understanding of why we're both here and we can kind of move forward. Right. Um, Right. So anyway, that's that's sort of what I listen for.
1: So so what was the advice on the Bitcoin?
2: Oh, she gave me uh, you need to buy because it's going to be going up gas prices are going up and you need to buy Bitcoin immediately because it's going to go up to, you know, whatever she was telling me. And I just, it was so funny. It was just sort of a random thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, you know, I always take financial and investment advice from people I meet at gas station.
2: That's what I said. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah it's
1: Perfect. Yeah. Perfect place for that. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, so look, you're in this, you know, an organization that is really just starting its channel journey. Yes. I mean, they are, it's a nice company, but it's still, this is a, the you're at a beginning phase.
2: Super beginning. So, stage.
1: so yeah. now you, not only do you have to build a vision, but you also have to build a team. Where yeah. does the talent for that team come from?
2: So listen, if you are a good leader, and again, I'm always humbled in this, um, people find you. Um, and, you know, since I've made this move, I've had so many people just reach out that are interested, that they want to make sure that as I'm building the team to sort of keep them in mind, you know, top talent and people uh, will follow you if you're a good leader and you have demonstrated that you're somebody that people want to work for and follow. So I feel like sort of talent kind of follows the leader.
1: Yeah. So. Let's think about this, is that you want to have a short-term impact. You want to have yes. a long-term vision. And I think, this, you look, this is something that we all should be thinking about no matter what we're doing, right? Yes. How do you measure success, though? How do you then keep that confidence building forward to show that not only are you moving in the right direction, but the things that you've done retroactively are actually having the impact you want them to have, Hey, Lori and folks. You know, you're listening, and Lori and I have known each other obviously for a long time. We've had this conversation many times. Big mistake I always see uh, channel chiefs make is that they wait until the end to define what the what the KPIs, what the key performance indicators are and get, they get in trouble that way. So how do you define those measures and, and keep them consistent so that your value, you know, the value that you're contributing does shine through?
2: Yeah, that's exactly it, Larry. Define that early, right? That's one of the boxes you open right away when you move, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, don't and throw it, that box away.
2: Don't throw that box away. Define that early and agree on that. And that's what we've done here. Like in the first three weeks, we're very clear about, okay, they already have the three-year vision. They already know what the metrics are that we're defining, right? We're still kind of a work in progress on some of that, but they're very clear that we are looking for partner recruitment in areas where we don't have coverage or capability. We're clear on now our profile of our ideal partner, and we are defining focus partners. So now we've got metrics to say, How are we going to track with our focus partners? How are they building pipeline? How are they closing opportunities? And then how are we doing with recruitment? It's simple, right? Define that early, get alignment to it. And now you have to create your own internal campaign, Mm -hmm. which means that every week you're talking about something that draws back now to those metrics. To keep people interested, keep them excited about the things that we're doing, and make sure that they understand the things that we're doing and how that creates impact.
1: Yeah. So somebody this this is a true story. Somebody asked me this this week. So if we make these changes to our channel program, mm-hmm. how much more money are we going to make?
2: Huge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A huge. Yeah. And I said some. Yeah. You know more. Right. Maybe. You know, it's 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 a really it's hard to explain sometimes to quantify this because it's what you're talking about define what your indicators are going to be to show whether or not it's working but it's almost it's it's more difficult to actually define what that target actually is going to be because so much of it is contingent upon having the resources and having the ability to apply to put pressure into the channel pipe in order to effectuate those outcomes is 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 that is that, you know, is it a fair way of describing is that we hope it will turn out that way. We can't actually say it's going to be that way.
2: Uh, You know, listen, hope is never a strategy, right? But I think and a program is not going to move the needle um, to that degree. What moves the needle is showing up with the right partners, with the right conversation, with the right solution, uh, with the right story. Um, The biggest thing I can tell you that I always do is in preparing my executives to have conversations with partners, we do our homework, right? What is interesting to this partner? How is our solution actually fitting into the things that are interesting for them? Don't just come with your pitch, your story, but do your homework and show up. Um, And this is where you have to, in the beginning, sort of really rely on your expertise and your relationships in the business to kind of bring some of those new things along. Um, But I think you're right. I, I, you know, listen, I, I always sort of balance to say, you know, it's kind of like, here's where we are on the map, right? And in order for us to get from step two to three, right? I'm very clear, this is what that means, right? Uh, If we're going to grow at this rate, it means that we're going to have to add three account channel, you know, account channel managers. In order for us to scale to this level, we've got to have, you know, more enablement, more scalable enablement, right? And so always make sure that you're making the connection from point, from this point to the next point, here are the things that it will become. But in order to do that, here are the things that I need to kind of do that
1: yeah no you know so laurie um they only gave me so many index cards to work with so <laughs> i have i only have one question left i can yes. ask otherwise i could keep talking with you all day. i know i know you know so look realistically you know you've been on the job now for a couple of weeks and you're going to retire from here right you know because that's what we all say until you know we get to that 18 36 month mark right yes How long does all of this take? How long does it take to go from day one to day? I'm feeling good about where this is going.
2: Yeah. And it's it's a little bit of kind of where, you know, like you're not fitting exactly right in your clothes for a while, right? I'm on week four, um, but I feel good already about the impact um, that I've been able to bring to this company and the exchange of energy that we've had you know, remember, you know, and I always try to remember some of the small things that I bring have big impact to a company like this. Um, And so, you know, listen, they're investing early in the channel, they're bold in their moves. um, But they're so thankful. Every time we get off of a call, I get a text from my CEO, my SVP of sales, and just thank you for being here. And so I love sort of stepping back into those moments where you're appreciated and you're valued for the things and how you're bringing them. So I would just say, you know, don't put too much pressure on ourselves, um, you know, to feel like we've got to come out, uh, you know, with our everything day one. It It is a progression. Um, without a doubt, but it is already a good exchange of value and energy and appreciation for just the things that we've been able to do for each other. I'm learning a ton about cybersecurity. I'm learning a ton about this part of the market, which is what I wanted to do. And I'm with some of the smartest people around this space to be able to do that in exchange. I'm going to bring the best of who I know and what I know as well as my industry experts to help me along the way. So I'm making connections on how we can tell bolder stories. I'm making connections on helping us with our go-to-market strategies, right? I'm making connections with events and different things I think we need to start to plug ourselves into. And, And they're just so appreciative.
1: That's fantastic. Well, Lori, you know, again, Lori Kormeser, the Vice President, newly minted Vice President of Worldwide Channel Sales at the cybersecurity company Cycognito. Lori, thanks for being on Changing Channels. Always great having you.
2: My pleasure, Larry. Thank you so much.
1: And everyone out there, we really appreciate you tuning in every time we release one of these episodes. If you like what we're doing, please hit the like button below on YouTube. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate the listeners and always appreciate you coming back. And please feel free, tell your friends if you want to hear more, if there's a topic you wanted us to talk about, if there's a question you have, shoot me an email, lmwalsh at channelnomics.com. And I will get to it. Promise I will explore anything you want us to. Until next time, thanks for joining again. Larry Walsh for Changing Channels.
0: Thank you for joining Changing Channels with Larry Walsh, a production of Channel Nomics with the support of our production team at Modern Podcasting. If you've enjoyed today's episode, hit the like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and share with your friends. For more information about Channelnomics services and insights, follow us on Twitter and YouTube, and check out our website at channelnomics.com. Channelnomics is a registered trademark of, and Changing Channels is copyright by, 2112 Enterprises, LLC.